What is up, everybody? Welcome back, or welcome to the first time to the SUP World Show. My name is Dustin West. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff McInerney, and today we have a very exciting guest, Mr. Michael Gonzalez. What's up, man? Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Mike is the owner of MTG Mortgage here in Wichita. Um, I'm going to let him go into that here in a bit, but pretty established businessman here in Wichita, Jeff's longtime friend. And so we're, ha- we're glad to have you, man. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, first and foremost, this is obviously a guest that we kind of had circled from day one and we knew we were going to have on. And so a couple things about, you know, Mike's been in the industry over 20 years. He's helped over 2,000 families actually ach- achieve the dream of home ownership, including Dustin and myself. Yeah, yeah. He's also the recipient of Mortgage Professionals of America, Young Guns Award, and National Mortgage Professionals 40 to Watch. I might have misworded that a little bit. But anyhow, Mike, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Yeah. So obviously, we've known each other since what? Sixth grade, you came to school? Sixth grade. Yeah. Should I tell people how we met? Sure. Um, I actually met Jeff in the bathroom. <laughs> Do you remember the story, I forget. Jeff? The, yeah, tell it. I forget. Yeah, so I, I uh, was new at school. I show up in the bathroom, and I've been hearing about this big guy that's the toughest guy in the world. And he actually, he's, he's a teddy bear. His, his name's Ted Vopat. Um, and I, I show up in the bathroom, and he's sitting on Jeff McInerney, just smashing him into the wall. And I think, <laughs> man, this guy is, is extremely tough. But he's the nice, he was the nicest guy in the world. He's, he's since passed away, but yeah. extremely nice guy. He just smashed yeah, him. That's funny. That's your first memory or first. Yeah. Because Ted was like my best bud, but like he just beat the shit out of me constantly. It's like he didn't know his own size and strength. He was literally 200 pounds probably. And I was 75 pounds. He was beating you up in the bathroom or you guys just picking on me, but messing like I had no chance. Like he would just sit on me. Like he would do stuff. I still don't know what he was doing to this day. It's (laughs) it's a weird, it's a weird first memory. That was the first memory. But yeah, Mike and I, so we, we go back a long way and you know, business came later, obviously grade school, high school. Uh, my first memory of you actually is that you did a pool for the final four in 1991 or two. So it was the final four was Kansas, Carolina, Michigan, and Kentucky, something like that. I know Michigan was in there. Yeah. So you had, he went around to all of us and said, uh, Hey, it's $2 to get in and you get to pick the winner. And this is sixth grade, right? Yeah. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. And so, I was, everyone had picked like Kansas or, or Kentucky or Michigan and I, and they were going to have to split the pot and I picked, and you told me, you're like, Jeff, if you take Carolina and they win, you're going to get the whole $19. Now you got to remember, this is like 1991 or two or whatever it was, 93. It, that was a ton of money. We didn't have money like that. I didn't get allowances. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to win this. And this kid's not going to pay me because all my other big friends would have just stiffed me. And I remember I won the damn thing. You came up and you handed me the $19 and I was like, oh my God, I can trust this guy. And that did. It started our trust for years and you were my first business partner. And, and here we are all these years later. So nice. So let's, let's talk about getting into business. How did it all start for you? Sure. Sure. Um, well, just kind of taking a little step back, I'll kind of talk about my background a little bit. Um, so I've, I listened to your podcast, Dustin, you came around some business people. T- Jeff, I know you came around business people. Um, when I when I got to Bishop Carroll or St. Francis and met you, I didn't really have a business background. I was raised by my mom and two of my, uh, my two sisters, or we were, you know, small family. We grew up in a little house. It was a two-bedroom house, one bathroom, not much room. So I didn't have any business experience. I didn't know what business people were. 
and I met Jeff, and Jeff used to bring these little sweet shots to school. Do you remember that, <laughs> so Jeff? Still got them. Yeah, and in my uh, pocket right now. He'd sell them to us, and the breath and sprays. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dustin <laughs> to this knows. day. Yeah, they're they're to awesome. This day, yeah. And his dad, I owned a, a lake at the time. It's mm-hmm. a hundred hundred uh, acre yeah. lake, yep. fifty land, fifty water. And I thought, man, whatever this guy's doing, I want to be a part of because that's that's the only person I knew that was that successful. So. I kind of watched what, what Jim McInerney did, and, and he was a business owner, and, and um, he was successful in Amway. And uh, so at 18, I thought, gosh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join Amway. That's, that's how you become successful. It was the first, first thing that I, I think I ever experienced in terms of, of business. And it was really important to me because I learned sales. Most importantly, I learned rejection. Right. Being an 18, Jeff was. Oh, we, got Jeff a lot was of, we were wearing oversized suits, going to <laughs> meetings, looking like <laughs> being professional. It, we were trying our best. We're, we're playing business. We're yep. talking to adults, and, and as an 18-year-old making no money, we're telling adults, hey, this is how you're going to be successful. Right. Why, don't you, why don't you take a yeah. look at this Amway business? And so I learned a lot of rejection, but I learned presentation skills, sales, uh, things like that. So that was my first experience in business. Um, and then I went to college. I decided I'm going to go to college. So I had to, it's kind of a rich dad, poor dad, uh, rich dad, poor dad thinking. You know, I had one person telling me, let's do business. I had other people tell me, you need to go to school. You need to get your MBA. So I, I got a master's. But as I'm going through this process of, of school, I got more and more frustrated because I was working at a bank and really not doing what I thought I was going to do. I, I, like I said, I grew up from 18 to 23 listening to, because of Amway, listening mm-hmm. to four tapes. This kind of dates me. We had listen, we listened to four tapes. Cassette tapes. Cassette not tapes. Not CDs. Uh, but I listened to successful people and they weren't working at a bank in, in a call center. And I just, I knew this wasn't what I wanted to do. So I had a friend that used to keep, he kept coming into the bank and said, Mike, you should be a mortgage broker. You can do sales, you can do this, you can make good money. Uh, so I quit my job. I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my job. Uh, didn't, didn't even apply for the mortgage broker position yet, but just quit my job. Uh, bought a new suit, bought like a, a $200 suit. I mean, it was a cheap suit. Went and applied. Had a, I just graduated college, so I had, I'm pretty confident. And there was three position or two positions left. Three people applying for this job. And I thought there's no way they're not going to hire me. Suit, uh, <laughs> college, no <laughs> chance, no chance. So they didn't hire me. They, <laughs> they didn't hire me. And this is a commission only position. And okay. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I call them up. I'm, I'm I'm mad at this point, and I'm like, hey, I, it's commission only. Like, just give me a desk. Um, I don't need an office because that's the reason that they had two positions, okay. they had two offices. I was like, just give me a desk. I'll work out in the hallway. I'll bring my own computer in. And this is 2003. I mean, it's the computer that I ended up bringing in was like 50 pounds. I mean, yeah. it was big <laughs> screen TV computers. Anyways, they, they probably thought I was crazy. They're like, yeah, let's, let's give them a shot. Um, I didn't have a computer. I just graduated uh, uh, college. So I asked my mom, I said, hey, for a graduation present, can you give me a computer? I don't even have a computer. Anyways... I feel like I'm going on just a little bit here. But anyway, so when I get there, I think they're going to show me how to do mortgages. And my manager, I say, hey, how do I, how do, I do mortgages? And he says, you're asking the wrong question. Bring me somebody that wants a mortgage, and I'll show you how to do mortgages. And he gave me this, like, 10 sheets of paper with names and phone numbers on it. So I sat in that desk calling people all day trying to get – and this is a hard sell. I listened to your uh, – you talk about the vacuum sales, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, that's, that sounds awful. Like, if weather had been bad, you're knocking on people's doors – um, and I feel like this was just as bad, except I did, I was in a nice cozy right. office. 
Cold uh, calls can be just as bad as knocking on doors. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not that face to face interaction, but it's still it's still somebody talking to you that you know has no interest probably in what you're trying to sell them. Yeah, it's it's extremely same difficult. lines. Yeah. yeah. So well, imagine me. You don't know me. I call you up, Dustin. And I say, hey. Um, the first know, thing I'm going to do is just hang up on you. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but if if I even get you to talk to me, and I I can talk to you about your interest rate or something. Then I have to get you to give me your social security number. Right. Oh, I don't God. know how anybody did that. I actually look back and I think, God, how did I, how did I get somebody to give me People that? People trusted me? back then. They yeah. did. Times have changed. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, kind of wrap this up, this part of it. I, I uh, ended up breaking all like the, their first month records in terms of production, became one of their uh, top salesmen, and eight months later started my own, own mortgage branch. Eight months later. Eight months later. Yeah. Wow. I, I had finally, a lot of roller coasters in between that. I know that. Yeah, I did. But I finally found. So what, what, what made you successful, like, out, so fast? What were you doing that you were just breaking records? Yeah, so the, it actually, for me, it was, it was a no-brainer. When I went to the office, most people would spend the day just goofing off. And they made you call from 5 to 7. So we worked, our hours were 10 to 7. They said, you had to call from 5 to 7. Well, I didn't have any business. So I called from 10 to 7. That's, I mean, that was the only thing I did different. I just called all day. You just worked harder. Yeah. That was the old Pursuit of Happiness movie where the guy, yeah, literally said I can make more calls than everybody else. So that's a great story. I I do remember those days. I can remember you coming to me in between working at the credit union or bank. And then you came to me and said, Jeff, you know, Jason's kind of talked to me about this. Should I go in? I was like, what do you got to lose, man? I mean, my uncle, Larry, he could help you out. I know he's into mortgaging and I know he kind of worked with you for a little bit, but couldn't be prouder and happier. I mean, it, you guys took it to the next level. So yeah, Larry was a big influence. If it wasn't for Larry, I don't know if I, I start that first branch. Really? Uh, I started, you introduced me to him. I started talking to Larry. I uh, was kind of telling him what I was doing. I wasn't real happy with, with uh, the company I was with. Um, I actually, my first loan, this is a funny story. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw it in here. My first loan, uh, the sales part wasn't, wasn't really that scary to me because I had done it with, uh, Amway, I went and talked to people. So the cold calling wasn't that bad. I had done, re- I, had, I had experienced rejection. None of that bugged me. The first time I had to sit in front of somebody and talk to them about their mortgage, and I, they knew more than I did. Bottom, I mean, I'm an eight or at that time I was probably I was 23. They were my age, couples, you know, right. married people, scary people to me at that time. Mm-hmm. And the first time I go in there, I talk to my manager. I'm like, hey, any tips? Yeah, if if they have a question, just write it down. Come get me. It's okay. No big deal. So their first question was in regards to an, an escrow. It wasn't what is an escrow, but that's what I wrote down. What is an escrow? <laughs> their first, because I didn't know what an escrow oh, was. Wow. It's, 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 it's your taxes and insurance papers. So I didn't yeah. know what this is. So I'm sitting there, what is an escrow? And you're selling writing, this stuff. And I'm yeah. So, yeah, and they've actually come in. I've already sold them. They're coming in to yeah. sign all the mortgage paperwork. Oh, wow. And so they asked that question. There was a specific question about the escrow. So I walk out of there. I, I find the guy's name was Tom. I find Tom. I say, hey, Tom what is an escrow? And he's like, are you kidding me? You don't know what an escrow is? Like, he's like, he explained, it's their, their tax and insurance payment. Like, this is, this is the first thing you should know. And, but he didn't teach me anything. So I go back into the, the, uh, the room with the people and I say, okay, well, hey, I found out what an escrow is. It's your taxes and insurance. And they're like, yeah, we, we know. We, we had a specific question oh about my. the escrow. So yeah, they, um, I did that about five more times during that meeting, writing stuff down, walking out of there. This was your first sale. This was my okay. first sale. And they signed. They signed everything. They, we ended up closing their loan there. But I can't imagine these people leaving that office being like, yeah, we, we picked the right guy. Like, this is, <laughs> this is this was good. This was a good experience. Wow. That's good. 
So were the majority, and I guess were or are the majority of your business refinance, uh, at least when you got started, was it, was it refinancing or was it brand new mortgages? Yeah, it was, it was almost a hundred percent refinancing. Refinancing. Yeah. That's, oh. that's really in this industry. Most people learn doing refinances because realtors, um, other referral partners, they're just not going to trust you with their, with their clients until they know that you can actually take a loan from A to Z right. uh, quickly and confidently. And at that time I really couldn't. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's kind of how most people get started is by doing refinances. Got it. So you started in around 2002, three, obviously for anybody listening, that's over mm-hmm. 35, you, you know about the 2008 housing bubble, which if you're under 35, you might not know, but it was like the biggest, it was like COVID except 2008 for the housing market. So tell me how you survived that or thrived from that and what you saw and what you had to do. Yeah. 2008 was tough. That almost broke me. Uh, I almost, I almost said, you know what, maybe the mortgage industry isn't right for me. We went from, so from 2004, 24, starting the, uh, my branch to 2008, I had somewhere around 20 some employees working for me. Uh, we're a pretty big uh, branch, and I say this overnight, and it's it's an exaggeration, but it, it went too far from the truth. I mean, overnight, we went from 20 employees to me and my processor and another guy that's stuck around. Um, s- sales started going down. We had a pretty big office. I didn't know how I was going to make it the next day, and I actually thought of, and I don't know how I thought of this or where this came up with, um, but I hired my brother. He's 15 years younger than me, Franklin. And I hired my brother. I said, Hey, uh, go through the phone book. Everybody was failing. I'm like, go through the phone book. At that time, everybody used the phone book to, to look up companies. And there were six pages of lenders. And I said, call every single one of these places. If they're out of business, highlight it. And then what I did was I took those numbers and I called the, the phone companies and said, Hey, um, I want these phone numbers. Mm-hmm. transfer them over to me. So people were calling up and a lot of them were mad because they hadn't talked to their, their loan officer and they're calling up, Hey, I'm looking for XYZ mortgage company. And I, I just, how we, how I'd answer the phone is I, yeah, we're handling all calls now, whether they're mad or not. Sometimes I have to tell them, Hey, that mortgage doesn't exist anymore. I know you started a mortgage. They went out of business. We're going to have to restart it, but here's how we do it. That's genius. Um, and it saved me. I, I thought really I good. remember that story of you hiring Franklin, but I guess I don't remember that detail. That's that is how he would have been really young. Well, changing the numbers yeah. thing is, I mean, that that's smart. That's, yeah, we had, you, I mean, how'd you think you just, I, I just, I, I, something hit me about all, everyone else going out of business. And I thought, yeah. I wonder what they're doing with their phone numbers. Right. It just, all of a sudden, and I, so I called the phone companies. They said, yeah, we can transfer them over. It was, you know, some of them, I don't know how they picked it, but some of them like three ninety nine to transfer the number. And some of them were like eight ninety nine. We just got as many as we could, especially the, the larger companies. I think we're spending just on the transfers. We're spending like, 100, 150 bucks a month, but our phones were ringing again. It's working. So, yeah. yeah. I can remember wow. running into people, you know, like in 2010 or 11 and 12, and you're telling them you're in mortgage, and some of them say, oh, yeah, I used to be in that, but, man, I, I quit that crap in 08, and you're like, oh, I stuck with it. Yep. Just, yeah, I did, and we're doing just fine. So something to be said about sticking through the tough times. We always talk about that we started Supplement World after it was easy, and I think I'm, we thank God that we didn't start when it was simple because when tough times come – you don't even know how to handle that. Yeah. So I think we started in a tougher time and it made us better. So. Yeah, you learn a lot from that. I mean, I, that you learn more from when, from when it's tough than when it's easy. So I know through Jeff and you spoke on a little bit that you've gone through multiple different times of having very large teams and then you've downsized. And I know right now you run 
a smaller operation, but you're, uh, as far as I know, you're more successful now than you've ever been. So talk a little bit about um, the teams that you had built and then why you kind of decided to downscale on that and how that's going now. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the team I built, when we went through 2008, I, w- I was devastated. I was like, gosh, you know, that, that took so, it took so much to get that team there uh, together, get, get people in those seats to teach them. Um, but what I didn't realize, it was almost kind of a blessing in disguise. I didn't realize I wasn't happy. I was pretty much just putting out fires with a bunch of other loan officers running around making mistakes. Um, so when I had a chance to rebuild, I saw it as an opportunity. I thought, I'm going to be the, the, the loan officer. I'm going to be the person that people talk to about their financing. And I'm going to build a staff around me that can help support me being able to put together the loan, me being able to... Uh, advise our clients. So it's a little difference, more of an education um, than where it's just, let's get as many salesmen as we possibly can in there and, and, and try to uh, turn as much as we possibly can because that that works in, in some industries and it probably does work in even in the mortgage industry. It just didn't work for me. Gotcha. So you, you've realized that your efficiency is, is much better and your productivity is a lot higher just doing it yourself. That's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, of course, with the support staff. Right. Uh, we have... Our team, total teams, a team of five. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of interesting how different industries, different businesses can can work so different in that aspect. I mean, like Jeff and I, with our business, Supplement World, like we have to grow a, I mean, the bigger we want to get and the better we want to do, essentially we have to keep growing that team. Unfortunately, me and Jeff can't just decide today, like, hey, actually, you know what? We just want to do this. We're going to run our eight stores by ourselves, right, right. unfortunately. So that's cool that that uh, that to, to see you had have done that and it, and it worked so well for you. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys also... A couple of years back, uh, bought a second home in Florida, and so you get to work half the season there. Tell us a little bit about that, how that's been going. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's great. I've never been a, a big fan of the winter. Yeah, I've I've that's actually always been a dream. You of did mine. always wear a really big coat at school. You were you hated the cold. I'm I'm a wimp when it comes to winter. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's it's not it's not fun. Uh, but for a couple of reasons, we, Tammy and I have talked about this for years. When it's busy season, which is fall, spring, summer. I'm stuck in the office. I mean, I'm, I'm at the office quite a bit. I'm working six days a week. Uh, winter comes, it slows down a little bit. It's dark. We can, we can go outside and do stuff. We finally get like three months to where I'm free. I have more time. We can go do stuff, but it's dark. It's cold. Uh, so we always used to vacation. We take vacations and, and we talk about it. We should just buy a place where it's warm, uh, go out there and, and spend, spend some time in the winter down there. What really made the move happen was COVID. We just didn't realize I could actually work. So I still, I, I still work 100%, but we also have some big goals. We want to we wanna start uh, doing loans in the Florida market. That's our, our goal for, for 2023. Wow. So, Very cool. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful place. We, Brandy and I got the opportunity to go uh, I don't know, a few months after you got it. So. Yeah. Well, you, you, guys, you guys made a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, so Booker, our son, was actually conceived there. Um, in fact, a lot of thing, good things came of that. I started... Uh, coming up with our basketball tournament while we were there. A lot of good things come from vacation, guys. There's a tip there. So make sure you're taking your vacations. But, yeah, it's a beautiful place. We're proud of you guys. It's uh, That's a question Dustin and I have later on down the road. Is like, you know, what month works best for us to uh, visit no, I think we have that year. question now. I think we wanted to get it on the podcast. <laughs> well, just, April just so or May work stuff. better for you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I definitely want to check the place out, man. Yeah, uh, we should, it looks we should shameless ass. freaking sweet. We should, we should do a trip. Okay. Yeah. All right, sweet. Let's plan it. Let's do Actually, it. Actually, we met, first time we were there, met Gronkowski. Well, 
Almost met Gronkowski. Kind of met him on his driveway, right? Yeah. His, well, his, he bought his mom a house like next door to Mike yeah. and Tammy. Yeah. So, yeah, the girls ran up to get his autograph after somebody else already got his picture, and his, and mom, his mom came is, out and yeah. said, nope, get out of here. Three girls walking up in swimsuits. They, they got turned away. <laughs> they got shot down. Brandy was so embarrassed. But, okay, MTG is Mike, Tammy, and Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Right. Yep. So talk about adding Tammy to the team and where that came about. She had a real successful career at Cargill. Yep. Yep. She. Um, so she's... She was with Cargill. Um, she actually still does work for Cargill, um, but she does the she leads the marketing uh, of MTG and and she did that. She started doing that in 2017. She's actually scaled back how much she works for MTG, but she's hired uh, somebody to help her do a lot of that that work as well. She just kind of oversees the the main marketing, but she's done a great job. Um, you know, I tell people all the time. Uh, you know, we, we don't have the success we have right now if it wasn't for Tammy. I mean, that's, uh, I joke, I'm like, well, if, if MTG wasn't the abbreviation for mortgage, it would probably be TMG. But uh, <laughs> but luckily, luckily it's the abbreviation for mortgage. Right. So I, I can keep it my name right. in the front there. Yeah, crucial. Yeah. So how is that, like, ha- has it been a positive impact on, like, your relationship and your marriage, like, working together? Um, has it made things worse? Is it? <laughs> you know, um we were nervous about that. Uh, luckily, she does marketing, and I do mortgages, so it, we don't kind of get in different fields. Right, almost, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any other partnership, right? But the difference is, we go home together, and, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times we just try to if shut we, it if, off. Yeah, if if we want to talk about something, we actually have to say, okay, let's spend twenty, thirty minutes talking about because we just spent all day working. Yeah, working in 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 the mortgage industry, so. We'll say okay. Well, let's just spend 20, 30 minutes, and then after that, let's let's stop talking about yeah. work for a little. Well, bit. I ask because I'm going to be in a similar situation. So Kelsey and I, my fiance, were opening a bungee fitness studio here in which I don't know. Oh, if, cool. If you'd heard about that yet? Yeah. yeah, over at 29th and Rock. It's it's kind of a new sort of style of working out. It's this bungee fitness deal. It's really cool. But so yeah, soon Kelsey and I are going to be a business partner. But I can already tell you know as we're in the process of opening it you know, our conversations shift more to business at night and things like that. And it's like, Oh, we're a lot of shop talk. So it, it's definitely a different dynamic yeah. having, having a business partner, also your life partner, your spouse, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the thing was at the beginning, it, it was easy cause you're, you're both really excited. So you're going to be talking a lot about it in the evenings. And after a while it's, it's, it's a job. I mean, it's, it's work. Um, so you do have to set some sort of boundary. At least right. that's, that's what we found. Got it. Yeah, I think, though, it's going to bring couples together. I mean, most couples go opposite ways to work. They spend 10 hours a day with somebody that they're not in a relationship with, and that becomes, like, who they communicate with the most. And they come home and spend one to two hours together. So I do think working together with your spouse is a really good thing for relationships. Obviously, my parents did it. and So, yeah, moving on. What's what's next? What? How about some challenge? Anything, uh, anything else you've had to overcome lately or some, well, some, some hacks? Some... Yeah, so, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit. Um, about some hacks. That's a good question. I, li- I liked your three, three, three. Top that was, three. That, I think that was Ooh, one of yeah, my favorite. Yeah, let's get that, top three. That and Peyton. Um, that was that was really good. Those are well. two top rated shows. Did you listen to all so the far? podcasts? I did. Actually, wow. the the one I haven't got to is the the most recent, the November eighteenth one. That's the the all, latest Fitness Friday, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to that on the way back uh, okay. to the office. Well, damn, I appreciate you listening to all this. Yeah. I didn't expect you to do all that. Here's here's what's crazy about it. I'm not a huge podcast person. Once I listened to the first one, I was like, all right, I want to listen to the other one. It's, it's business. It's stuff I'm interested sure. in. You guys do a really good job with yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we're just getting started. Yeah, there is a lot of people that I didn't realize that don't listen to it. And I'm pretty new to it. I'd say in the last four or five years, 
but there was people way younger than me talking about, you know, Gary V and Ed Milet and all these podcasters, Joe Rogan. I just started listening to Joe Rogan recently. So there is, I still think well, there's a lot of people that, that are going to be new to this and they just used to watching like on YouTube. So. I just remember the word podcast. I mean, even seven, eight years ago, I hearing the word, like, what is a podcast? Like, cause when that words first started coming about, it, it's such a strange word. And there was, you know, before I had much background on it, and Joe Rogan has been, I mean, he was one of the obviously initial adopters of it. And so he's been doing it for what, 15, 20, 20 years. But yeah, just that, what the, what is a podcast? But yeah, we're doing it now. Mine was blog. Yeah. It took blog me such a long blog. time to understand. Right. Like I was like, such a weird word. Yeah, I was like, blog. what are they talking about? A blog? <laughs> I, I, I could never figure it out. I Google it. And I still was like, I still don't think I understand what this is. That was just part of everyday life. But yeah, yeah. blog, blog yeah. really messed me up for a while. Did blogs die a little bit or are blogs still a big thing? I mean, I guess there's articles now. You can call those blogs, right? Just as somebody writes an article, call it a blog. But yeah, I think blogs used to, we used to do, I used to write a blog on our supplement world page like once a month it's not something i i've done in years now but well and i think a lot of people call blogs now i guess what are they vlogs i mean the videos that you put right. out there and, and right. it is good for seo yeah so it is important to keep content fresh on your, your website that's to, true to increase your seo so you Very brought true. up so you brought up top three do you have a top three that you want to get into or um gosh well i can two. think i can think of one okay let's go with it's, one. it's um it's something i do i this is probably the most important thing that i do uh, just in business in general. So, uh, and, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. It's something, it's, it's something I've taken from reading books on how to set goals and, and do things. Um, but somebody probably listening that actually is like a goal guru is like, no, don't, don't listen to this. But I think whatever works for you is, is what you should do. But I don't do long-term goals. I do 90 day goals. Uh, so we set our 90 day goals and then what I do is I sit there and whatever it is, I say, okay, I'm going to set a few goals for the next 90 days. And then I put action items to that. And that's all I, and, and I actually visualize I, it's, it's on my screensaver. So it could be, I want to do, I want to average three more loans a month. Okay. What's that going to take? And then I figure out what's that going to take. Well, I need to speak to, and I'm just making up stuff here. I need to speak to, um, I need to develop three more relationships with, with referral partners. Okay. Well, how do I get that? And then, so I put these action items and, I look at it every 90 days. So every 90 days I look at, I look at it every day, but every 90 days I reevaluate, okay, well, that didn't quite work. You know, maybe it, I need to tailor it to this. So every 90 days where, and of course I don't always hit my goals or otherwise I'd be like a, a zillionaire right now, you know, you're, you're setting goals. So you just have to step back and say, okay, this worked, this didn't work. Um, so I, I, to me, I think that's the most important thing that we do um, in our business set those 90 day goals. So how did you like, how did you come about that? How did you get into this goal setting and specifically 90 days is it something you just have found that works for you or did you pick this up off of somebody? Again, going back to Amway, okay. it was setting goals in, in Amway. My thing was, um, long-term goals never worked for me and then really, really short goals didn't work for me. So I decided for whatever reason, 90 days was, you know, there's four of them in a year. It's quarterly. Um, to me, it just it felt felt natural to me to to look every ninety days on on okay what's working what's not working what do I need to adjust um, and then keep keep trying to to move forward from that's there. so good Mike I I've never thought about it that way but you're right like most of the time you set these long term goals and you're like you don't even want to look at those now the only reason I would say sometimes write things down that you want and then look at it I mean, even if you don't even look at them very often. It's like, there has been times I wrote down something. I'm like, Oh, I, I did get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But most of the time, those short, shorter term mid range goals are. 
so going into that, and that's that's an Amway principle too. Right. People are probably like, "Man, is he getting paid from Amway to say all this stuff?" <laughs> not at all. I'm not. Yeah, this it's it's it just I learned a lot. And from World Amway. Information Network. And actually, to tell you the truth, if if I always tell people this because I got my MBA, MBA was valuable. Both of them, I wouldn't trade either of of my educations. I, I feel like when I was younger, Amway was a big education for me, and so was my MBA. And I wouldn't trade any of them for two reasons: one, I can't go back and change it anyways, and two, it's it's the reason why I'm here. Um, but if you took, if you told me, Hey Mike, we have to go back in time and you can only pick one of your educations, would it be Amway or would it be school, your MBA? And, and not that the MBAs, I'm all for people going to school, getting educated. Um, but I would choose Amway over the MBA at any point if I had to go back. Cause I, like I said, I just learned so many things, but visualization, I still do this to this day and mine's a little different. I've never put like watches, cars sure. and, and stuff like that on there, but um, you know, for a long time, Presence Club was a big thing for me. So I'd, I'd look up. Um, so it'd be by my 90-day goal, and then I'd look up the place that the, everyone was going for Presence Club, and i put that on my computer too. So those were two things. Uh, one staple that I have on my computer is um, my childhood home. It's, uh, like I said, it's t- a little, little like, 600-square-foot home. I, I mean, it's nothing. Um, so I keep that on there to remind me where I came from and then why I'm working so hard, uh, things like that. So I just... You have to have those things. That's great. And one thing about Mike is if you're going to try to get a hold of him Monday through Friday at like 1, 2 o'clock, it's hard because I know he focuses. He works. It's completely opposite of what Dustin and I do. I think, I mean, just, and I know it's just a different industry, I guess, sure. that we're in. But, I mean, you do work. I mean, when you work, you work, and when you play, you play. So I really have always appreciated about you. I remember Tammy calling me out years ago, and I appreciated her saying. She looked at me, and she said, Jeff, you know, I think sometimes you just limit yourself. I said, Michael's you know, he's kicking butt right now because of this, this, and this. I'm like, ooh, that stung, but she's right. I'm kind of lazy. She said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was <laughs> this? Uh, it was probably like 10 years ago. Okay. We had probably just started the stores around there. Yeah. Yeah, and because I was just like, dude, you're killing it. But, I'm, you know, because we won't talk numbers, but do you have any pinch me moments? I can remember one where you started really, you know, things were really turning around, and I won't say numbers, but you gave me kind of what your monthly income was, and I about fell out of my chair, and, and I wasn't jealous. And that's the biggest thing is like, when you can get to a point where you are happy for people and your friends, it's going to be so much better for you because I could have just been like, I'm never going to see that kind of money. This is not working for me. But I was, I knew that I couldn't say anything because you outworked me and you, you stuck to what you were doing. And so my pitch me moment, if I, if I, so it was when we bought the Florida place, the first time we spent winter in Florida, uh, we drove. So we had, I mean, we weren't there closing on it. We did everything, um, by email and things like that. And we had our movers. So when we got there, everything was in boxes and we drove 24 hours, two dogs to, to spend the, the winter up there. And, uh, we go to this little, there's a little, uh, uh, little bar restaurant in our, in our neighborhood, right off the, the lake. And Tammy and I are sitting there at the bar, just exhausted. We just drove all this way. Uh, we have, we don't have anything in our house. Uh, there's just boxes everywhere. And we're sitting there on this uh, at this bar looking at the lake and I can tell Tammy's really tired. She's ordering food, just, you know, hungry. And, and I say, well, what do you think? You know, you, 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 you happy. And she, she looks at me and she goes, I never want to leave. And I'm looking at her and this, this beautiful background, beautiful lady. And I, I'm thinking, man, this is, I, you know, I've, I've made it. I'm going to, I've done good. So yeah, that's a really uh, cool story. I like that. So, so, yeah. so just, Real quick, just to back up just a little bit. So you're a one-man band now, basically, right? I mean, I know you have employees and you have kind of staff, but as far as, like, hands-on, what you do, you know, helping people with their mortgages, that's you. 
do you, and, and you're doing great at it and you're, you know, high level of efficiency with it. Do you see yourself staying there? I mean, you've been doing it this way for a long time, or do you see yourself, you know, hiring loan officers in the future and, and delegating more and be, having a little more freedom? Right. So, um, one, and, um, I know you said one man band, but my, my team's amazing. Okay. Um, you know, we have Melissa, she's unbelievable. They're not, not entry-level employees. Right. Melissa's been around forever. She's, um, um, a processor that like probably could go anywhere and process in, in the United States and, and be a rock star. Mireya, she's licensed loan officer. She actually handles a lot of the stuff that, that when I'm not around, she speaks Spanish. Um, you know, Tammy, of course, is a world-class marketer. I mean, our, our team's amazing. Sue is one of the best reverse mortgage uh, loan officers in, in, in this area. Um, so we have a really, really good team. But how I, how I would like to grow is actually, yes, growing, growing the team more. I don't know if we necessarily need more loan officers. We need more licensed people on our team. Um, in fact, that's, that's some of our goals, uh, especially if we're going to enter the Florida market. Um, you know, I, I don't need to be everywhere at, at, at every time and, and training my next, I guess, um, I guess my next right-hand man or woman is, is part of our goal in 2023 as well to, to help free up time and to actually do more business. I, it's, it's funny that, um, I guess even looking at my goals now or where I'm at right now, I think we can do more and continue to build and build it, which is going to be more, more time out of, out of me as well, training, um, and building that team so that we can handle more business, especially in the Florida market. What gotcha. advice would you give somebody coming into to your industry? Um, that's funny, actually. So I, I did look at a resume today, uh, brand new. Um, just unfortunately, it's he didn't have enough experience for me to to want to put him part of our team. He's probably going to be a, a great loan officer someday. Um, and the advice I gave him, it's it's a tough industry. I had actually if if I started out as a loan officer, again, just to learn the industry, not have to go into, because I don't think this would work nowadays. I, instead of going into that, like I said, that first meeting, writing down what is an escrow, uh, that's just not going to work, especially with right now, re, there's, no, there's no refinances. So you have to get uh, loan officers to, or not loan officers, realtors or other referral partners to send you business. So if I was giving advice to somebody just getting started, I'd say, uh, go find somebody and, and actually be their assistant. Um, to me, that's how I would, if, if I was starting right now in this industry, that's what I would do. I'd go find, um, somebody I'd learn from them, be their assistant. And then a year or two later, um, start doing it yourself. I am fascinated that we haven't had more people ask us to be, you know, even a paid intern or free, you know, cause you hear that all the time. I've heard Gary V talk about it. Oh, you know, it, just go, go work for somebody for free for a couple months. And people are like, okay, great. You just don't hear that much. A lot of people aren't offering their time for free. And it does concern me a little bit about the future of some people because it, you'll hear somebody say, I'm not going to work for free. Well, you should. You should do some stuff for free, absolutely, to learn. And it's not free. You know, it's uh, – it just kind of bugs me sometimes that people aren't taking advantage of of the, the stuff that's out there. You know, there's so much information. There's so many people that are willing to help you and learn from them and – and there is information on YouTube, but I think being there right there in the office with people is, is crucial. So good point. Yeah, it's, I think it's tough, too, with YouTube, and, and maybe everyone is. I, to me, making money and, and being successful is, is a lot of hard work. I mean, if, yes. if you're not, like, questioning yourself and wondering if you're doing the right things and, and you know, being humbled, um, to me, I don't, think, I don't think you're on the right path. But maybe you see all these YouTube people, and everybody wants to be that person. Oh, I just did a bunch of 
this makes me sound old, TikToks. And yeah. next thing I know, I'm a TikTok millionaire. Yeah. There's only a few people in the world probably TikTok millionaires. I mean, it's but everybody wants to be that person. Right. And uh, it's probably tough. That's what they're seeing. Sure. Tell us how we can find you on uh, on social media. Uh, social media, it's mtgfamilymortgage.com. Uh, social media, uh, Facebook's at, at My Smarter Financing and uh, Instagram is MTG Family Mortgage. And for those who don't, who may not be educated or, or may not know, um, what, what just a real quick brief synopsis, like what, what services do you provide and like how can you help somebody getting their mortgage or looking to buy their first home or refinance? Yeah, so we work with um, anyone from first-time home buyers, you're looking to buy a home, uh, even if you're struggling with your credit. A lot of people think, well, because I don't have good credit, uh, I can't buy a home. It may take you six months or a year to, to buy a home, but we can help put a plan together. Hey, this is what you need to do in order to buy a home. It's not, hey, you're never going to be able to buy a home. You just need to work on a few things. Um, so we work with uh, people looking to buy homes. We do the financing for that. We do uh, refinances as well. Of course, right now, refinances aren't, aren't, uh, aren't a, a thing because interest rates are a little bit higher. Uh, but one other thing that we offer that I don't think a lot of people, and it may not even be uh, your listeners, but we do uh, reverse mortgage. In fact, our team is probably the number one team in the Midwest uh, for reverse mortgage lending. That's great. Okay. I'm looking at your social media right now. Like you've got so many good, so much content. Like right here, twenty percent down isn't the only path to home ownership. Uh, credit secrets, little known credit secrets. I mean, you're doing a lot of things. So make sure you guys are following him, especially if you are new to home ownership or have questions about it. It really is some good. Get your emails too. Those are really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. I like I like how you do with your emails because you, you don't send them too frequently, and I think that's a big thing where a lot a lot of companies kick themselves in the foot, like. You know, when I order something online or I go into a store and they get my email for whatever reason, and then I literally start getting 10 emails a day from that one company. Like, do you really expect people to read? First of all, read all these emails. Second of all, not unsubscribe. Like, come on. But I I think you do a good job with the emails. I think I get maybe one a week and it's actually valuable information. I mean, I read them. Yeah, it's good stuff. So Yeah, the the ones like you get once a day or sometimes it's like, like you said, five, 10 times a day. You're like, what is going on? I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, like I went to a shooting range, rainy. I mean the great shooting range. Yeah. Those are the big time, but you know, they got my email and I I, I get three or four emails a day. I haven't unsubscribed yet, but it's like, do you guys, do you guys think I care that much about like every single deal you do every holiday hour you have? Like that's too much attention. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worse than Dick's Sporting Goods award program. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point. Well, yeah. this guy is, is, did his homework. Yeah. Mike did his homework. So last thing I want to talk about was five years ago, me and Dustin actually, it was my second home, Dustin's first home. We're coming up on five years, and we got it, what, three, four weeks apart that we bought our homes. And Mike does hundreds and hundreds of loans, and he goes, Jeff, you and Dustin's were the hardest two loans I did all year. <laughs> and, why, and tell people why that Self, is. Self-employed people, which it's, it's unfortunate. Self-employed people, the loans are, it's, it's the guidelines, uh, especially during COVID, though. COVID was, was awful because, and, and again, from the, I guess from the investor's point of view, they didn't know if people were going out of business or not, so they had to keep re-verifying during the process that you guys are still in business, yeah. you're still doing. So it made it extremely difficult um, yeah, you called me up. You're like, Hey, so I can get your employees a, a home real easily, but not you. I'm like, but we're paying them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the truth. Uh, uh, your employees would have an easier time getting a, getting a home loan than, than a lot of self-employed people. That's just the way it works, man. That's the government. That's the regulations and the rules. You gotta, you gotta abide by them. So well, we're excited to come out and see you in Florida this year. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe bring the ladies. He does three bedrooms. It's beautiful. Yeah. But hey, I appreciate you being on. This is definitely, 
as we grow, I want to have you back in a couple of years and, okay. and get the audience and, and see where we're at. But I appreciate you being on. Anything else, Dustin? You yeah. Mike, you're awesome, dude. Really appreciate uh, what you did for me and Jeff with the mortgages. You, you, you know, you helped us a lot in that. And I appreciate you coming on the show. I think you have a lot of knowledge and information and, you know, we, we admire you for sure. So appreciate, appreciate you, you coming on, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.